Hey, what's going on? Welcome back. Thank you, thank you, as always, for the attention. I appreciate it. Um, JakeCutsFresh.com for all my content. That's my shameless plug for myself. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Jake underscore Cuts underscore Fresh. That's out of the way. Wanted to intro the episode. Instagram, very, very powerful tool for us barbers. I think the best way it can be used is to gain a massive following, get a sphere of influence, and see what you can do with it. My cousin, Ryan, wrote this sick book. It's called Follow. And I just wanted to talk to him about that. And so here it is. A lot of technical jargon. It goes on a little bit. And just stick with it because it's a pretty amazing episode. I'm pretty happy with it talk soon oh and uh listen in for the contest okay peace yo this is jake cuts fresh you're checking out the barber life podcast this is for all barbers no matter your age race or status barber life So yeah, man, thanks for being here with me. Uh, this is my cousin, but he's not getting special family treatment here. This is, uh, this is my man, Ryan Hendrickson, author of a How's book. <laughs> hey, good. How are you? Sorry, I'll talk right over you. I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, where are you living now? S- Somerville still? I'm, um, I'm on the border of Somerville and Medford. You okay. know uh, Magoon Square? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool. right, right, uh, right in that area, close enough to Boston. Yeah, I got a lot of people there, a lot of friends in the area. That's good. I haven't been there in a long time. I got to come visit. I'm actually going up there for yeah, a come, come over. I probably we on got a 60 inch uh, TV. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to have you on the cast because you know you wrote this book. Um, it's called Follow. And it's a how-to gain uh, and sustain a legit Instagram following. And, you know, I heard that you wrote this book, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll buy a copy because you're my cousin, and I'm going to buy it. Support family all day. Um, Didn't read it till about two months later, and I was like, holy shit, okay. This is is really legit, man. How, How did you get to that point like how like when did you decide like ah, i should write a book about this well you know it's actually it was funny because i didn't plan to write this book at all um <laughs> I, I i journal so i journal every day and i have for the last a uh, little more than a year Good. and uh every once in a while i go through my journals from exactly a year ago and i went through uh recently and i'm writing all these ideas about how i want to put out a book and literally the follow didn't come up until about three weeks before I started writing it. Um, so like the community that I created that I base on Instagram that I based the book, um, after I, I kind of use as the example, um, in the book called, uh, Pomores mm-hmm. is it's a poetry curation community. So I just, any poetry that I like, uh, or, you know, thoughts or musings, um, it's not always necessarily poetry i just put them out on on a page you know anyone on instagram who puts that type of writing out there um 
you know, a lot of people kind of follow because they like to see good content all in one place, not just follow people who are only writers. Uh, so anyway, I've been putting this community together and, and growing it, as I talked about in the book, and I wanted to eventually put on a compilation of, you know, the work of different people in the community. So I had run a kind of contest or, or a competition to get people to submit their work, centered around the theme, and got a lot of submissions and eventually, uh, you know, was able to compile into like 70 different uh, poems or poets that I wanted to put in there. And I was like, cool, I'm going to publish this compilation. And then I realized I had no idea how to publish anything. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, maybe I should publish something before I publish this, just right. as like a test, so I know how to do it. And I was going to use, and I did use Amazon's platform, and they have really incredible um, self-publishing platform on Amazon. It's free. You just literally upload a PDF or, or a um, MOBI file uh, to create an ebook or to create a um, an actual paperback, and they'll print it send it to your house you can proof it and then it's available for anybody on amazon to buy at least other countries it's crazy i mean like literally got my book that i wrote delivered to me you know with the cost of printing for seven dollars i was like cost me seven dollars to put a book in my hands um (laughs) yeah so so anyway i went through the process of um you know learning the the platform and my my vehicle to do so is to put out uh, a book before the book so i was like okay what am I going to write about that's interesting that I can fill up enough pages to actually make a book out of uh, before I put out this poetry compilation, which I have, there's a, you know, there's more stakes. Uh, there's more stakes in that because I have 75 people who want to, um, you know, who want to make sure it's done right. And I have a, a community I want to share it with that, you know, that I want to make sure it's done right for. So I decided, okay, wouldn't it make sense just to write about how I put together my community? Kind of be like subtle promotion for the, for the, for the poetry compilation, which is called Bloom, and then also be a fun, uh, you know, fun practice and good uh, testing ground to understand how to publish. So when I actually published the Bloom, I wouldn't fuck it up. Anyway, right. I started writing. I think I grabbed a six pack, sat down, and said, "I'm going to write," um, you know, for the next four or five hours. And I did that for probably eight or nine days out of like 10 or 12 days wow. straight. And I was writing on legal pads and I wrote probably anywhere from 10 to 20 pages on the legal pads uh, per day. And somehow. And <laughs> um, it was just, yeah, eventually it was, you know, to, I guess, answer your question long-windedly, I was just, had a story to tell or had something I wanted to express. And for me, it was the, the excitement of learning how to create this community um, kind of from the ground up and, and um, wanting to be able to put that on paper, not just for other people to read, but also so I could kind of understand it for myself. Um, so True. that's how it came out. And then eventually after I wrote all of the pages, I realized that, um, you know, I had, a, I had a book, like a legitimate 150 to 200 page book to looking at it right now. What is it, 165 or something? So, yeah, it's like, yeah, I think it's like a buck forty-five, like just actual content that you need to read. Like, because I try to get my barbers exactly. to read it. <laughs> Trying to get my barbers at my yeah. shop to read books is like asking them to take a small spoonful of anthrax. You know, they're, they're like, ah, yeah, you know. like I don't think I want to do it. I'm like, well, actually, I can't say it because I got a couple of my guys did read it, and um, I told them I, I sent them the link. I said, if you buy this book and read it and tell me about it that, and tell me prove that you read it, I'll give you your seven bucks or whatever it is back. You know, 
Well, yeah, it's like now we look at like a post on Reddit or Facebook, and I'm like, yeah, that's too long. I don't read it. Yeah, um, it's like more than one uh, screen scroll. You know, like yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, I actually made the font bigger than I planned to. Like when I printed it, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of big. So I looked at it, I was like, wow, this is kind of like one of those books that you read in like middle school. That's just slightly larger font. So yeah, you know, the, every page reads about twice as fast. Yeah, maybe, maybe that'll help people. Yeah, it gives you, like, uh, confidence. It's like a snowball effect, you know? Like, <laughs> you can't really get rolling. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, for side note, barbers, you got to read more books, man. At least, I mean, I'm, I only, I mean, I don't deal with every barber ever, but I deal with a large percentage of barbers. I don't, I'm not just talking about barbers in my shop, but just, like, anytime I'm talking to any barbers, and, you know, I've had some barbers ask me, you know, what are you reading? I want to read more. Or I'm reading a lot. What have you been reading? You know, and not, I love those conversations. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, but for the most part, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, working on this, and my, you know, my whole thing is just helping barbers get better. And so I'm like, oh well, are you a reader? Because I can send, you know, send you a few titles. And no, not really. I'm like, what about Audible? Eh, no, nah, really. all right. Well, <laughs> you know, that's kind of where I get most of my knowledge. Um, You're so. not a listener either. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, so, um, you write poetry very well, which I've always enjoyed, the stuff you've let me read, and now I can read a lot of it through Poem Wars and, you know, through Bloom, and, um, but, you know, and I know that's not all your poetry, but, um, the stuff, yeah, the stuff that I've read of yours is, I I really enjoy it, it's easy to, I, it, it moves me a little bit, I get it, you know, um, but th- that's one thing. Like, you wrote like a how-to book, so like that's that's I guess where I'm kind of intrigued. Like how, like you're like artistic to the core, and then you just write like a how-to book, and that's just I guess that just happened. What you're saying is that just sort of just happened naturally. <laughs> yeah, I I guess there's a side of me when it comes to art that I didn't even realize existed, which is a, a very analytical part. And I think over time, eventually, I was like, I'd wonder, I think, I'm sure you, you did this with, with music or, or comedy. You're like, wait, how did I, like, that thing worked really well. How did I do that? You know, can I deconstruct that a little bit? Right. And what helped me uh, is while I was creating Poem Wars, I took, I took probably, I don't know, this is a guess, but maybe 300 plus pages of notes just on you know, my phone, like on Evernote or, you know, different, uh, in my notebooks, obviously I told you about, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, significant amount. And so that, that was me kind of putting something out there, doing something, not really knowing how I did it. It just happens, I guess, you know, you know, it's kind of the creative impulse and then creative impulse with actually putting together a community or doing something technical, I think it can be really creative. And then going back and deconstructing, deconstructing it and kind of reflecting on it after made me think a little bit more analytically about things. Hmm. At first it was like, oh my God, I got a shitload of likes or followers or whatever. And then eventually it was like, and then the next post I didn't. Or, you know, this technique worked, this didn't. And eventually I just, it was necessary in order to actually make this thing happen to do a little bit of uh, analytic reflecting. Okay. And I think that that kind of put myself in a mindset to be able to teach myself how I was doing it and therefore, you know, be able to teach others. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that makes I was sense. kind of surprised when I looked at it. I was like, "Wow, this is actually like a technical book, this is not yeah. just creative." Yeah. So you decided to get in the mindset of you know 
deconstructing, looking what works, and then you decided to write that down. So, like you said, so you wouldn't forget. And then, yeah. boom, there you go. <laughs> yeah. so, this is good. It's so easy to forget. This yeah. is good because I, you know, I'm I'm going through a bit of a renaissance in my shop right now, which is that I'm realizing that if I leave, not everybody knows how to do everything. You know, like yeah. simple, like not everybody yeah. like just changing the soap and the soap dispenser. Like I've never showed anybody how to do that. I just always do it. <laughs> I've never showed anybody how to change the from the heat to the AC, which is what we kind of have to do this time of year because it starts off freezing and then we have to turn on the AC by the end of the day because it's hot. Um, you know, so I need to kind of yeah. go through and write down what I do day to day and make sort of like a handbook. So that if I decide to open shop number two, I can train somebody to run this place like I like at eighty percent of what I do at least, you know. Um, so Absolutely. Yeah, I, got, I mean, yeah. like you got to take yourself out of the equation at some point. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so one of the things that I really liked about your book was that it got pretty pretty fast into like what's going to give you results, um, and so I was hoping you could just kind of share a little bit. Um, without telling everybody everything that you've learned or taught in this book, but, you know, what is the basics of Instagram for somebody who's, a lot of us have had Instagram since 2011, 2012, but never used it for more than just looking at whatever we felt like looking at, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you it wasn't want, as much of a tool back then. No, it wasn't. So, so you're a barber, you want to... You want to kind of promote your work while being part of a greater community. What does that person do to start? Well, it's funny because I actually follow a few barbers just because, um, you know, I, th I think it's, it's fascinating seeing, like, kind of the, the creative cuts that people come up with. Mm -hmm. um, and um, there's definitely, Instagram is definitely a huge tool for for barbers i would say yeah um, it's the and, tool and yeah still maybe still maybe untapped to some degree i i think um you know i think it's still growing yeah uh for for, for that stuff um so i guess my biggest thing with like starting an account is that you have to it's you have to have a good name like if you don't have a good name you're really not going to get anywhere yeah. <laughs> you know, like we were we were talking earlier about you know uh, calling myself R.J. Hendrickson in a book versus right. Ryan Hendrickson, and you know you go and buy a different name when you're doing comedy. Jake Daniels, I think it was, right? Yeah, yeah, because um, I, I was yeah. afraid that people couldn't say Ostriker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's a legitimate concern. Is like, is my name catchy, memorable, um, pronounceable? Um, so when I when I chose um, Home Wars. The actual, the point of it was that it was supposed to be a competition. So I was trying to create like a site, um, not even an Instagram at first, in which people could like buy in for like a dollar and submit their poetry and kind of like Reddit upvote their favorites and whatever one over the course of say a 24 hour period would get part of that pool of cash. And so Poem Wars, it was initially like, you know, you know, jump into the, the battle royale to, to be the, you know, the best poem in whatever the competition was. Maybe it's like write a haiku. So I, I created that name based on that concept and shifted over to Instagram where that really didn't apply anymore. But for some reason, the name stuck. I don't know exactly why. And I talked about this a little in the book, but 
for some reason it resonated right. and people liked it and they would use the hashtag and they would tag me. So, you know, whatever the reason, just um, creating a name that's memorable is, is the absolute, um, you know, most, probably most important part starting out. And obviously, pay, like picking the right niche. So if you're, you know, it depends on what you're trying to do, but if you're, um, you know, you're, say you're, uh, you know, you're a barber, that's a pretty broad niche. You know, if you want to, you have to be able to narrow it down. Um, right. Maybe it's a like, certain type of cuts, or maybe you have like a, an element to your shop that, uh, maybe, you know, maybe your shop is in Los Angeles, and, and so you're, you're competing within a niche that's a little bit smaller rather than broad, because in the end, you're not going to really stand out in a giant pool, a pool of accounts. So I think create, kind of creating like uh, the right name and the right niche is like the, the first key. If you don't pick the right one, you're not going to really get any traction. Um, right. But, you know, even even then, if you're in a broad niche, there's a lot that you can do um, to, to to still get um, yeah. traction, which is, which is kind of what I start to go into, um, you know, as the real practical technique when you start posting. Now, obvious, the third part, is got good content. So if you have a decent name, you pick a relatively specific niche um, that at least everyone viewing it seems to be interested in that type of post, um, and your content is the norm. You know, it's not worse than what most people are posting. Like, you have a decent chance of starting to get a following. Um, obviously, anybody can get a following. Even people who have, like, no posts will get followings, but, you know, they have to... There has to be something, you know, decent content on there for people to stay on your page and keep following you and right. liking your posts. So that's pretty obvious stuff. But with the with the posts themselves, I think what I started doing was experimenting with what style worked right off the bat. So the initial way to do that is just look at what's working. So you're in your niche. You know, I guess you could, for me, it was an example of poetry, right? I would look at other people's writing and I would say, um, okay, these these posts uh, where they have, you know, typewriter on like a blind page uh, seem to be really popular. I look at the, you know, the latest posts and, and the top posts and, you know, whatever hashtags, it's a poetry hashtag. And you would see a lot of those styles of posts at the top. So for me, I was like, you know, I have content that I want to share. Maybe sharing content that's, you know, already tailored into what people are liking will give me a little bit more traction off the bat. Uh, you know, that being said, there was, there's, you know, still a level of experimentation. So, you know, I've, I realized pretty early on people want to read shorter posts. It's hard for them to read longer posts because right. they're on their phone or, you know, maybe you know, they don't have the attention span. Um, so, so were you posting, that, like, I, sorry, let me throw, were you posting like once a day or twice a day or like when you were experimenting? I, I, tried, I tried to do once a day. Uh, I found that if I did once a day and kept changing little things around with each post, yeah. I'd be able to um, start to measure gotcha. what was working and what wasn't. Yeah. So one of the most important things, especially if you're a business owner, um, is to create a business account. Right. And it's really just in Instagram settings. All you have to do is connect uh, the account to a Facebook page. And mm. you don't even have to have an active page. It'll literally just be a page you create. Don't share with anyone. Yeah. You know, you put the you know, whatever the title is. But what that allows you to do is to view metrics and insights on each post. Right. So, so, able to see, yeah. so 
for the barbers listening right now, whether or not you own the shop, you own your business of you. You are a business. So yeah, switch, it, <laughs> switch it over today. Like right now, like you're listening on your iPhone right now, probably, or your Android device. Go in there right now and figure out how to do it because that's going to make all the difference. It's going to allow you to get some buttons where people can contact you a little easier through there. They can call you. They can email you. They can book appointments through your booking software. Um, this is huge. If, you do, if you're a barber and you don't do that or you still have a private page, I don't understand that. Maybe there's something to that that I'm just I'm not mentally equipped to deal with yet, but... I don't understand why no, you. There's nothing to it. There's you know, don't don't have a private page if you want people to see your shit. Yeah, I mean, don't have a private page unless you're like I don't know, creating like pornographic content you don't want other people to see. Um, or yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know what account you're trying to create, but you know, I'm assuming that you know, for saying you know, barbers, you're you're a business or you're you know you're a barber. You know, I would say you know an artist wants to promote their brand um so it's, it's really easy all you think just looking at the book right now um all you really do is you go into your settings and you can switch uh you know from a private account to not a private account and then it says underneath that um so you obviously want to be a public account so anyone can see your post they don't have to get, get your you know request to be able to see your page underneath that i would say something along the lines of switch to a business account so if you just hit that button it will just say connect to Facebook and you choose a page on Facebook. Yeah. So, so you can actually create the page on Facebook through that. Or you could create a page on Facebook and just automatically link it. Yeah. Um, but either way, the point of doing that is that not only are you getting, um, not only are you getting like more uh, you, you know, th things that you can do with your actual account, like you can put under your name uh, a category. So for me, if I'm doing my, you know, Ryan Hendrickson as a as a uh, writing page, I can put under that writing or sorry writer, or I could put public figure. So you probably have seen those under a lot of different accounts. We'll say, you know, yeah, you know, public ex person, public figure, author, or business. So that gives you a little bit more of that um, definition. And then also you can see under every post you can view insights, so you can see how many people, um, you know, favorited the post, how many uh, people across Instagram actually viewed it, which would be, um, you know, uh, you can see, uh, you know, a variety of things, but, you know, actual total views, um, who's who's clicking on your account after they, they view the post, um, who's maybe following you after they view the post. So there's a lot of different things it teaches you. And then if you go into your main account, you can also, if there's a, a part of it you can look at in the settings that says who your audience is, where they're from, what age they are. So it's pretty crazy how much they give you. And not a lot of people use that, but if you really want to grow your account, you have to know who's liking it. It's that, it's that simple. And I think people, and I was doing this the same way, is like you throw something out there and hope people like it. Um, and then when they do, they're like, great. But you don't know, you know why they like it, who's liking it, right. what time people are liking it. That's so huge. I started to, so yeah, so I started to kind of figure out those things as I started to post. So I was like, hmm, people like love poems. They don't really like, you know, super dark, long poems that are really introspective and convoluted. They like kind of simplicity. They like things that are visually appealing in a simple way that aren't, um, you know, overly colorful and crazy, intense uh, looking with big, weird fonts. 
um, you know, so I started to recognize those things. I started to recognize, hey, if I post that, um, you know, I have people in India who are reading, in Asia who are reading these uh, posts and liking them and following me, you know, I think at a certain point I was noticing like 10, 20% of my following was uh, from Asia. It's actually grown <laughs> even more since then. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, it's huge English-speaking so, um, population now in India. Yeah. Um, in fact, many writers on Instagram are Indian. And it's, uh, and I've, you know, talked to a lot of people about it, and it's like a poetry renaissance right now in India. I have no idea why, but, yeah. you know, maybe upon, you know, English becoming a more popular language there, um, they start to recognize, like, the art of the English language. Um, yeah. But, but anyway, so I noticed that when I post at like 10 or 11 p.m., I get some East Coasters, West Coasters who are three hours behind, and then people who are 10 or 12 hours ahead in Asia. So I would actually get the most engagement at that time. It's huge. Right. It actually makes a huge, absolutely huge difference. Yeah, I figured um, that out with barbering. It seemed to be, for me, between 9.30 and 10.30, seem to be the best time to post any sort of pictures having to do with haircuts. Um, yeah, people are getting so, off work. And- yeah, they're, they're just kind of like settling down for the day. They're kind of going through everything. Um, what? How many followers does Poem Wars have right now? So, as it would happen, um, I got to about 10,000 when I published the book. Mm-hmm. And subsequently slowed down posting. So I'm in like the thirteen thousand range right now. All right, so I you continue to do it. You sorry, I keep cutting you off, but I, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to paint. I'm trying to paint a picture for the audience. You had ten thousand, and you started with zero. How long did it take you to go from zero to ten thousand followers using the methods that you've come up with? Um, I had been tinkering around for about three months before I started using my, like, real method, Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, practically. And I went from, like, 200, maybe 250 followers to over 10,000 in around six months or so, six to seven months. Boom. Okay. So go out and buy the book right there. I could could, could end this right now. So tell us, so... so, And the the proof of concept is right there. Like I said, I'm at 13,000. It's been almost half a year later. Right, so how did I get ten thousand in six or seven months, and then another six months only get three thousand? Um, you know, still, still a lot, I guess, in terms of you know, three thousand is a lot of followers. But I haven't posted on Pomars for like a week. You know, right. I have been busy with other things, putting my focus on other things, and my following hasn't really gone down. Maybe a little bit at times. Um, you know, when I don't post, but the engagement just drops. A week of not posting and you're getting maybe a thousand likes on one post, you know, after like a spree, maybe even more, two thousand likes, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it just you're getting like two hundred, three hundred uh, likes and not a lot of comments. And I think it just has to do with Instagram's algorithm. It's people who are active on Instagram they promote. So I always say post if you can every day. Right, um, I, I agree with that, and that's something I do not do. And I think I'm for myself. I'm in like I keep saying. I'm in like a I'm in like a transitional phase. Like I'm going from like the artist behind the chair to like the CEO of a company, <laughs> and I'm going yeah. to be CEO of a company for a, a while, so that I can get back to being the artist behind the chair. Like all I'm focused on right now is business. I'm not focused on doing banger haircuts. I'm not focused on shooting my work. I'm not focused on anything. I'm focused on 
building the brand of the chop shop in Milford, Mass. You know, um, that's awesome. Creating structure. So, with that said, I'm gonna take your book on to another level because what I want to do is not post for I think it's been a month since I've posted anything, and then I want to use your system when I'm ready. And I'm going to see what I can do, what kind of damage I can do. I think I have like 1,100 followers right now, maybe, not even, maybe 10. Yeah, I was just looking at your account. 1070-ish. I think it was like 1070. Yeah. But, so, um, now with, this has all been good for the person who's sort of new to barbering, new to Instagram, new to like, you know, the the tools, as we'll call it. But yeah. what about for the people who are on there posting all the time and they have, you know, 4,000 followers and they... You know, they're, you know, I'm, I'm part of a couple of different creative, like, pods, and we all like each other's stuff when it gets posted and stuff like that. What would you, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's pretty damn good at it, but, you know, maybe just needs to kind of get over a hump? Well, I, I guess I didn't even really detail, like, the, the, the difference between my little three-month days that only had 250 followers and when it started to really pick up. And that's what I call the quote-unquote recipe to the method, which is hashtags posting at the you know whatever relevant time and then mm. going through those hashtags and liking and or following people in those hashtags right that seem relevant now it's kind of like a like door-to-door salesman type thing in which you know some people are like oh i don't want to follow a bunch of people it's going to mess up my ratio of followers the following um and i get that you know you don't want to you don't want to seem like you're desperate. Right. Um, but at the same time, no one knows if you're liking a bunch of posts for the most part. You I mean, you can, you can technically see that. Um, people can see which posts you're liking. No one really, you know, goes into that territory as much. So the best thing that you can do starting out before you get a pretty active following and getting a solid engagement is you post 30 hashtags, which you, you find to be the most relevant to your niche, to your post. Mm. And not like not things like hashtag cool hashtag um, you know hair. You, yeah, because you want you them to have a certain hashtag. amount, right? You like each like the hashtags. You you should do some research. So on the side, you should look them up, and you should see like you don't want anything with like over a million posts attached to it. Does that make sense? Like, is that you right? A, you can have a few. You know, I have maybe three or four with over a million, and that's because. I grew the account to a point where I actually can have a little bit of an impact in there. Okay. Um, you know, I, I have gotten top posts into those those hashtags before. Okay. Um, but for the most part, you're going to want to aim for anywhere from like 50 to 100,000 posts. So you can click on a hashtag, as I'm sure you know, you'll, you'll click on it and it'll say, you know, say the hashtag is Barber Life. Yeah, that's right? a big one, yeah. Yeah, and it, and it has, I don't know, it, like 9 million posts? I haven't checked in, in a while, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a, a good amount, right? So say you use Barber Life. Say Barber Life has, I don't know, 200,000 posts. So we'll say at the top, we'll say, the hashtag will say how many posts uh, have been posted since the beginning of the hashtag. Um, and then it'll say uh, top posts, so the ones that are performing the best with that hashtag, and then most recent posts, which are... You know, it's uh, every newest post goes to the top if you're scrolling down. Right. So what I would pick is, like, anywhere from, like, 50,000 posts and nothing less than that, or else it's kind of an irrelevant hashtag. People aren't using that frequently. Anywhere up to maybe a million or two million. 
Uh, and as your account gets bigger, you can expand to larger hashtags because it will be potentially in those top posts and it will get a ton of uh, visibility. Mm. But if you know that you're not really going to get, yeah, that's that it actually is something that happens. Some of my better performing posts, I got into 28 or 27 of 30 hashtags in the top post section, which Damn. is really freaky when it happens. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's huge, guys. So to my audience, like, listen to that. Like, you need to go just do a little research, get these hashtags. What I've done is I've come up with, like, 10 so far, and I put them in my notes, or you can put them in Evernote, whatever you want to do, and then I just copy and paste them into Instagram when it's time so you don't have to keep writing them all the time. Um, Exactly. And now explain the difference. You got into it a little bit. Let me kind of reiterate in, like, in complete idiot terms. When you go into a hashtag like Barber Life, you'll see top posts. That's what you're going to see first. If you look just to the right, it's lighter. It says recent. Click on recent. Yeah. And that's going to bring up everything. If you refresh that, it's going to refresh probably, I don't know, 100 a second, a hundred, at least, you know, coming in. Yeah, brr, 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 it brr. depends on the hashtag, but if, if, you're, if it says hashtag pick, you know, or hashtag Instagram, people are posting, you know, a thousand every second. Right, so, so you, you know, you're not going to get no traction in yeah. there. Like you're not going to see your posts in there for too long, so it's not going to really gain any traction. So what I decided to do is I would go and find the like you said between like like around a hundred thousand, find those, okay, and then go into yeah. recent, not top, go into recent, and then just start liking like thirty to sixty pictures. You know, and and Down only only ones that I did like, only ones that I actually liked. I wasn't like anything whack, man. I'm not gonna like it just to like it, but um, yeah, yeah. you know, like just and like you can, take, you can be a little liberal with it, um, but you know, it's it's one of those things. Like I kind of think of it as like deal with the devil. It's like you sacrifice your dignity to <laughs> the amount of likes and follow follows that you're willing to do. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you're liking and following, liking content and following people who are posting accounts that is relevant it'll stick better so there's not really much of a point in liking and following something that's completely irrelevant or weird or just just not applicable right so i, I wasn't even following anybody i'll follow like super dope people that I didn't hit know before you know what i mean and i was just liking yeah, yeah. Th- so let's just say 30 inside of 10 hashtags so 300 pictures i would like while I was laying in bed, it would take me like 40 minutes to get it all done from the beginning of the post to the time I put my phone down. But I would get so many more likes on the picture I just did. Like I finally broke like 100 likes on certain pictures. Um, yeah. And so in other words, it, it, your thing works. Um, yeah. And, and, and I don't want to give I've people, you know. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I've, I've, enough people have come back to me saying that to give me the confidence to be like this this method definitely works but it is you know like you said 40 minutes 30 40 minutes i think it's, it gets faster and faster as you get used to doing it you know sure. like you know, you know just a muscle memory really but yeah it you know it's it's the, the kind of correlation and the whole book like the you know one of the big points on is about persistence the whole correlation is that it takes constant effort not a ton of effort but you do have to keep doing it and eventually you gain more traction and it takes less effort but you know you do have to find those right hashtags you know relevant ones yeah and then the, the the kind of secret behind you know what you're saying is getting this flood of likes you do it right after you post so right. you post 
I take those 30 hashtags and put them into the first comment of the post um, because it hides it rather than have it like in the description or the caption under the post I put it into the comment yeah. and I put like five bullet points on top of it you can do things to make it so it, it kind of um, buries itself a little bit yeah. as the comment so when people see the post it's not this ugly set of hashtags but yeah then I, like you're saying I go into maybe five to ten different hashtags after I post and immediately start liking and to some degree following you know, it depends. You can do follow, 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 follow if you want to. That does work in getting followers back. But more strategically, it's better to like a lot of posts and then follow. Like you're saying the ones who are pretty relevant, who you're like, I would follow this person. I'm pretty sure they would follow me. Right. Um, yeah. So then when you do that, immediately you're hitting, you're posting, you're starting to do this. People, when you're going through those recent posts, this person put up, post you know 30 seconds ago you're their first second or third like and you follow them they're like who's this person you know um you know who's jake oh you know oh he has this page oh cool like you know i i I like his content it's kind of similar to mine i definitely vibe with it i'm gonna like his post he just put out now that happens pretty frequently or maybe they'll follow you back that happens pretty frequently and that boosts the engagement of your post substantially because you know, when you, when you just put it out, you're and you're doing this method, you're getting this flood of likes. Instagram looks at that and says that's a popular post. So Instagram actually boosts it for you if you're getting all those likes in the first five, ten minutes. So it acts as kind of like a snowball effect. Mm. And, um, you know, you'll get more followers and more likes in that first probably 20 minutes to an hour than you would after, you know, like from two hours to six hours. So um, so doing the method immediately after you post is the best thing to do. And, you know, just going hashtag per hashtag for like five or six hashtags. I pick up the hashtags that are a little bit heavier, so things maybe like 300,000 to a million posts, just because people are posting pretty frequently mm-hmm. when you're liking their, liking their posts or following. But they're not posting so frequently that, you know, um, that a lot of the posts are irrelevant. Um, right. So once you... Once you go through and start doing that, you definitely see those, those flood of likes and, and follows. And again, like if you do it every day, not only are you getting that same reaction with every post, all those people who have liked you and followed you from the previous post are stacking off. So it becomes that, um, you know, it builds and then eventually can become exponential once you say get into a top post or, um, you know, you get maybe someone reposts some of your work, you know, right. and a ton of people visit your profile. There's a snowball effect to it because it's a numbers Absolutely. game. Um, all right, so I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want to tell anybody too much more because I want people to go buy your book and they can go get this book on Amazon. Right? You can get yep. it. I believe I. I think I bought both versions of it just to have it. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to give away five copies of this book. I've never done this before on the podcast, but I was thinking about it all day, and I think it'd be cool if. You're listening to this right now. I want you to screenshot. If you're listening to it on your computer, then take a you know shot with your phone. And I want you to follow me on Instagram. And I want you to follow Poem Wars. Or what do you want them to follow? Uh, you know, poem, poem underscore wars um, works fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I want and I want you to put this in. Put it in your story and tag. 
Jake underscore cuts underscore fresh and poem underscore wars. All right. And when we when we see that and I see that, I'm gonna pick five people. I'm gonna send you a copy. I'll DM you. I'll get your address and I'll send you a copy of the book because it's important. Uh, Instagram is. I tell all my barbers. I mean, you could. This this is a on, on a side note. This is a different. This isn't what Ryan teaches in his book. But this is what I tell my guys. This is what's helped me um, get business on Instagram locally. Is you know through my Chop Shop account or through your barber account. Let's just say it was my just say it was my barber page. Um, yeah. I'll go through search places. Right. So we're in Milford, Mass. I'll search Franklin, Mass, Bellingham, Millis, Medway, Hopedale, all these surround. Excuse me, all these surrounding towns that are maybe 15 to half hour drive away. And any picture that has a man in it or, or a young man, like a teenager, I like it. And as long as it's not weird, you know, I'm, I, 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 you know, I'm not liking three girls in a prom thing. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you're but, <laughs> No, I just, I'm just, I'm just liking yeah. pictures of guys that would probably come to my shop. Because target audience. Yeah, because what yeah. you're doing is you're it, it's it's like 2019 spam. It's not it's not a, it's not obtrusive. It's not like intrusive. It's not rude. They're just like, oh, why did this place like my picture? And they look at it. Oh, it's a barbershop in Milford. Okay, cool. Boom. They 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 just go right past it. Maybe they follow. Maybe they don't. But it's like brand recognition. It just does that. So if you're gonna be sitting there tapping away, playing, you know, Candy Crush or whatever, you may as well be tapping pictures of surrounding towns the stuff you like like cool cars whatever it is and get people saying who is this person you know Absolutely. And it, so it's a little little it's a, little it's a free advertisement that's what it is yeah exactly and, and and it's not spammy it's not it's not rude you know so but people uh, like getting their posts liked yeah well that's the thing everybody likes it you're 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 coming to them first you're shaking hands first like hey what's i, I like what you do Oh, cool! Yeah, this is what I do. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's yeah. beautiful the way it's set up, and it's, 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 it's worked out in aces for me, man. So, um, all right. So, so, so you have had a, uh, you have it has had an effect with business. You think? Oh, for sure, for sure. Just, just going through and just liking people's pictures around me that have nothing to do with my industry, but that may come into my shop someday. Because this is my thing, and I don't know if this is scientific, but I believe this to be true. It's going to take you four times to see my shop before you come in. So you're going to drive past it on Monday. You're going to see it. Be like, oh, yeah, I heard of that place, Chop Shop. Then on Wednesday, your boy's going to mention the Chop Shop on Facebook or Twitter or some social. And you'll be like, oh, okay. And then um, your wife's going to be saying, hey, I saw on the mom's group, everybody's talking about the Chop Shop on, on Facebook. Okay, that's three times. And then... Well, what do you know? The chop shop just liked my picture of my new car. <laughs> you know, like yeah, they're, there they're, you go. It, it. Why would that person go anywhere else? If no, I, like, I agree, and I actually think people have said it's like anywhere. It's like thirty to fifty times that your brand needs to be exposed before someone makes that decision to purchase. But I think I don't even think it has to be that many times. You know, because. But going to the barber is a really personal experience. For I mean, for me, I just I just got a haircut. I wish I could just go out and get a haircut at your place every time. But and I'm looking through every time I get a haircut in Boston. For the most part, they fuck up something, and I'm still searching for a good barber. You gotta like, really, go. I've been here for like 
two years, more than two years. Yeah. Um, and and that's the thing. And I'm like, I'm looking on Yelp. You know, I'm looking, um, you know, on 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 Google. I'm asking my brother, like, where do you go? Yeah. And it's it's really hard to find one that, um, you know, the brand recognition for for barbers is absolutely terrible. I I don't know most of these places, and even when I go there, I forget the names afterward. Yeah. You know, like I I don't know where <laughs> I got my haircut. I think it was like I won't even reveal it because I didn't like my haircut that much, but. You know, yeah. it was, I don't remember the name. So, so, so it, yeah, like you're saying, like just even just getting that foot in the door in a small way and getting the, the, the people thinking about it just a few times for something like, um, you know, that market in particular has a huge impact. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, maybe going to get food at a restaurant. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, this is this is stuff that I've, I've noticed has worked and, and um, you know, this information, for those of you maybe that are new to business or, you know, new, like, this information, like the analytics you get just from your Instagram page, used to cost a ton of money to get that information. Like, you had to, I mean, obviously it wasn't available for Instagram in 2004, right? But there was, you know, like, to, like if you wanted, like, website analytics, you had to pay for it, you know? And then yeah. Google Analytics came out, and that was free, and you could attach it to your site, but I didn't really trust it 100%. But now, all these website companies, you build it yourself, and the analytics is just like a separate piece there. You just click on it, you know? Like, yeah. with my podcast, I can just click on my app, see how much money is coming in from the sponsors, see who's listening. I, I got also have listeners in Asia somehow, in Japan. <laughs> you, know. You, know, uh, you know, Anchor, yeah, I, I followed through while you were talking about the advertisement and listening to your podcast before. It's, a, it's an incredible resource that that you can just put out your creative work and for free and, you know, just work with sponsors to be able to make money off of it or gain listeners. I, yeah. Something like Instagram, it's free and you can make money from it <laughs> and it's free advertising. Like Google AdWords, throws your ads out to what the hopes would be a relevant audience, but instagram you have control over it it's so specific yeah it's it's really so so grab grab a hold of this book it's called follow it's available on amazon just look up follow it's by r.j.hendrickson uh ryan hendrickson um that that that's how you would search at rj right you didn't change that on there yeah, yeah. i mean i uh, sometimes when i for some reason <laughs> book doesn't show up on, on amazon i'll just type r.j. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just RJ, and then follow. It'll, it'll pop up. Okay, um, so there you go. I, yeah, yeah. I recently, I've been plugging it a little more recently. And you know, the funny thing is, I actually have been selling more without promoting it because I've been busy with some other work, you know, working in, in marketing and, uh, you know, film work recently. But I haven't been promoting it, and the follow has been getting consistent sales for months. I mean, it's not always a lot, but it's consistent. Yeah, and um, you know, I th- I think it's there's something to that. People, this is something that people want to know or need to know about, and it's not necessarily a testament to the content of the book, as much as it is a, t- a testament to what the purpose of the book is, which is like learning really how to be your own um, entrepreneur. Right. They have it because that's what we are as barbers. I mean, we may work for somebody else, but. Our business and our chair is 100% our business and our chair, and we need to run it as such, you know? So. 100%. Good. 
All right, well, I don't want to, you know, I try to keep these things under an hour um, for continuity's sake and for, you know, we know how it is. People don't have long listening spans. Um, not many people have more than a 20-minute commute, so we get to, you know, if you can cut this up into two or three commutes, um, it's good. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So thank you for being on here, man. I appreciate it. Um, offline, I'll shoot you my guy and, uh, who just opened shop in Somerville and, and he'll take good care of you. Um, that oh, way, that, that way you won't get jacked anymore. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> like I said, really so, so let's recap, um, the screenshot, you know, you listening to this, send it, um, Put on your story on Instagram and tag both me and poem underscore wars there. And um, I'll pick five people and I'll send you a copy. I want you to have this book, but I also want to make it fun. And, and I want to make you do a little bit of work for it. <laughs> so that's that. So, all right, man. Yeah, like, well, like, the, like the book, right? You got to do a little bit of work to get something. You got to get do some work, baby. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, have a good night. Thank you for... Um, Give us some information, and and I hope your your sales skyrocket when this thing publishes. <laughs> Either way, it's it's always nice to uh, to spread the word. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Really, yeah. uh, really great. Absolutely. Being able to chat about it. Anytime, man. Anytime. I will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Have a good night. Hi, you too.